Hi everyone, and welcome to the weekly study as we journey through the Gospel of Mark. Today's passage is Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 28. So if you have your Bibles, uh, let's get started. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to them, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, have you ever, or have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. In our passage today, we have another in a long line of quick, awkward transitions on display in Mark's gospel. One day, presumably, presumably in or near Capernaum, because Mark hasn't indicated that Jesus left the city yet, Jesus is walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. On top of the walking, which would be considered work, on the Sabbath, and a big no-no for the Pharisees, Jesus' disciples grab some of the heads of grain in the field. The Pharisees witness this perceived transgression, and they again confront Jesus about his disciples' behavior. Again, this isn't so much about the disciples' behavior for the Pharisees. This is about what Jesus is teaching them, or maybe more accurately in their eyes, it's about what Jesus isn't teaching them as their rabbi. In order to understand what the Pharisees uh, are so upset about, let's dig into the Sabbath tradition a little bit to determine why this was such a huge offense to them. In Exodus 34, verse 21, it says, You shall work six days, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Even during plowing time and harvest, you shall rest. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 through 15 which is one of the Ten Commandments, says, Observe the Sabbath by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall, do, uh, you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son nor your daughter or your male or female servant nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals or any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. This powerfully reinforces the idea that the Sabbath is a day for rest. And this all goes back to Genesis 1, where it says that on the seventh day, God rested. Walking through the fields and picking the heads of grain was considered to be harvesting and therefore considered to be work for the Pharisees. Now we know the issue for the Pharisees is work on the Sabbath and not stealing because in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 23 verse 25 uh, it allows for this exact kind of behavior. It says if you enter your neighbor's grain field you may pick kernels with your hands, but you must not put a sickle to their standing grain. Also, in the Mishnah, which is an authoritative collection of Jewish exegetical material, 
that makes up the beginning of the Talmud, which is in itself a collection of rabbinical teachings on the Old Testament, there are spelled out 39 acts defined as work that are prohibited to do on the Sabbath. The Pharisees would have taken these teachings very seriously. Harvesting or threshing falls under one of those 39 things. For the Pharisees, the disciples aren't just making a social mistake. The disciples are breaking religious law and tradition as they understand the law. Jesus responds to the Pharisees uh, probing by asking them about King David. The episode Jesus is referring to happens in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 1 through 6, which I'd encourage you to go and read the account of for yourself. Uh, in the story, at this point in David's life, Saul is chasing him down to try and kill him because David is meant to be king and Saul is trying to eliminate his competition. David has just left his friend Jonathan behind, who is Saul's son. And by the way, Saul had asked to kill David. And David shows up in Nob and interacts, interacts with the priest Ahimelech and ends up eating the consecrated bread, which is only supposed to be eaten by the priest. It was against the law for David and his men to eat the bread. By making this comparison, Jesus makes the point that David had the right to care for his men. In the same way, Jesus was taking care of his men. He goes on to explain to them that man was not created for the Sabbath, but that the Sabbath was created for men. In other words, the Pharisees were treating the Sabbath as the thing that was of the utmost importance. And Jesus is flipping that model on its head. It's the people who are most important. The Sabbath was created so that man might benefit from the Sabbath, from the relaxation. The arbitrary rules created by tradition have turned the Sabbath into something it was never meant to be. The Sabbath actually became oppressive when in fact it was instituted so that, so that it might be liberating. Jesus takes it a step further and claims lordship over the Sabbath to add insult to injury to the Pharisees. That's the kind of thing that's going to get you into trouble with those in power. God created the Sabbath and in claiming lordship over it, Jesus was laying claim to divinity ultimately saying he and his, his disciples can do whatever they like on the Sabbath as he is the Lord of the Sabbath. He created it, it's his day, and he can do what he wants on his day. Mark continues to contrast the religious traditions and those that adhere to them to something completely new that Jesus was trying to accomplish as the Messiah. As we continue to move through Mark's gospel, we will continue to see the Pharisees challenge Jesus and in turn, see Jesus rise to the occasion. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful.
If you would like to financially support the Holy Awkward Silence podcast, I'd encourage you to click on the support button at the top of the page. When you do that, uh, you'll be able to choose some different ways to be able to financially support this podcast. Supporting this podcast with a small monthly donation helps to sustain future episodes. So if you'd like to do that, I'd encourage you to do so.